0: When it comes to mobile security, what types of technologies are banks investing in and what steps are they and should they be taking to ensure their customers and members are using mobile safely? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm joined today by Keith Gordon, Senior Vice President of Bank of America's Security, Fraud and Enrollments for Mobile and Online Banking. Keith, Bank of America really is a pioneer in the mobile banking arena. You've watched the mobile market and the security threats facing it evolve over the last five to six years. What can you tell us about the security of the existing mobile landscape? What mobile threats concern you the most?
1: Hi, Tracy. Uh, thanks for having me. It, you know the mobile security landscape has has definitely been one of quick transition um, and uh, lots of movement in in where the the threats are are moving. Um, we've seen a dramatic shift um, over the past even just a couple years as as, as companies like Bank of America have begun to um, evolve their mobile banking capabilities and other large institutions like PayPal and, and others that um, are allowing financial transactions to occur through the mobile device. Um, the fraudsters obviously are, are looking for those types of opportunities and have begun to um, evolve their threat vectors to try to hit um, the, the the emerging marketplace that we call mobile. Um, there, there's definitely some things that are out there that concern me today. Um, in a lot of cases, they are very well hidden from the consumer. Um, and that's what that's what's most alarming. And things like um, repackaging uh, of applications. And what I mean by that is um, fraudsters will go out and take common games or, or other apps and, and pull out their source code if they don't have it well protected, repackage that up, including some malware, put it back out on app stores, and then consumers... Begin to download those apps, and and it has um, infected malware on it. So, the the threat of losing customer data that you know customers are now using their mobile phones much like they use their PCs to log into to, to sites using their their username and password their credentials, and and now we're finding that uh, mobile phones are are becoming compromised much like PCs have been in the past.
0: And Keith, I wanted to ask about mobile payments specifically, what unique security challenges do you see facing mobile payments that don't currently exist in a traditional mobile banking environment?
1: Yeah, historically mobile banking itself has been app-based and 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 in, for the most part has been fairly limited in its ability to move money um, outside of that institution. Now, we're starting to see that trend as you start to talk about mobile payments being one of those trends and um allowing customers to within a mobile experience to be able to pay another consumer or or, or a vendor um, directly through their mobile device. And that's really where the the threat comes for us. if if um, If the money is leaving that institution or that application, that's where the the fraudsters um, tend to to jump in and and look for opportunities and look for gaps in the process. Um, historically, um, you know, we took years and years and years to build the online banking environments, and due to market pressures and consumers really asking for this capability on their mobile devices, we've had to really accelerate our, our development. And in some cases, the, the frauds are finding those gaps and exploiting them. And really, the, the difference in the two is that the mobile payment capability, in some cases, resides on the phone itself, so you never even have to pull a credit card or you never have to authenticate. In a lot of cases, it's just it's a tap and pay. The opportunity for consumers to misplace their phone, and then that becomes a threat, it absolutely exists with the phone that it didn't exist with uh, online banking.
0: Now, Keith, B of A has come up with an interesting way to assess the security of some of these mobile applications. And the way you've done that is by internally testing vulnerabilities that have been identified by ethical hacks, hacks that sometimes offer conflicting results. What can you tell us about this program that B of A has initiated, and how long has it been going on?
1: About six years ago, um, we developed um, a program we called Security by Design, and that was really how can we get ahead of um, security vulnerabilities that sometimes come up in the development lifecycle. We developed it um, for the online space, because at the time, that was really what was um, our primary development focus. But um, really what that does is it gives us a proactive view into not only at the very beginning stages of requirements gathering and development, but um, as we go through the process to move something from maybe a testing environment into a production environment or into an app store from a mobile perspective, you know we've got certain thresholds that we've put in place that um, won't allow us if we're seeing security vulnerabilities show up in some of these ethical hacks, as you mentioned. We're ensuring now that all of those identified vulnerabilities are, are fixed and remediated before they are actually available for customers to use. One of the things that we also have done, which interestingly has proven, to your point, some interesting results, has been the utilization of multiple assessments or ethical hacks uh, in, in a single instance, where we may contract out a couple different companies or maybe do a couple different internal um, assessments of the same code base just to see if we can come up with different results, and in most cases we have. In our mind, that's actually a benefit because different groups, different companies um, look at things a little bit differently. We're utilizing that as a positive aspect of our security by design lifecycle.
0: Now, B of A, of course, is spending quite a bit of time and resources on some of these anticipated threats. What can you tell us, Keith, about some of the proactive steps you're taking to address unknown risks, and how are you anticipating some of those risks?
1: On my team, we have developed a a program called the Emerging Threats Program. We have dedicated resources that literally their job is to not only work and identify within the bank, but also working with other institutions, even outside of financial services, to identify really what's happening out in the marketplace today that the, the general consumer may not hear about, Um, We work very closely with our government agency partners to really uh, open up a a level of dialogue that is really unprecedented that uh, that we haven't seen historically. And what that's allowed us to do is to see something that uh, may be happening, let's say, over in Europe or maybe in Australia – where we have some relationships with some folks there, and they're sharing their intelligence with us, but then we can apply what threat they're seeing to our environment to see if there's a gap that may be um, identified through a new process exploit or something like that. And then through all of these relationships and these assessments um, allows us, if a gap is identified, to quickly go in and build a remediation plan so that we close the gap in many cases before the threat even gets to, to our customer base.
0: And then what about some of the technology solutions that B of A is investing in to enhance authentication as well as device identification when it comes to mobile? So when customers log into accounts via their mobile devices, um, either online or with an app, what is B of A doing to authenticate those users?
1: Yeah, one of the things that we have been very deliberate about is ensuring that the customer experience is identical. So that is if you're going in through online if you're going in through the mobile app or the mobile web, um, our customers were very vocal and they wanted that seamless experience. Actually, it's helped us out as well in allowing us to build something once and and utilize it in all three environments. You mentioned things like device identification. We're able to see what devices our customers are coming to us from on a on a typical basis, so that if per chance we see something that's uh, anomalous or you know maybe a new device, we can proactively challenge that experience or that session to ensure that that it's that customer trying to authenticate. If a, a fraudster is trying to access an account, we're able to block it right at that point, just in knowing that it's not the customer's device trying to come to us.
0: And Keith, what can you tell me about SDK, and how does it connect the online channel to mobile?
1: So SDK is a term that, you know, software development kit is what it stands for. And Apple, um, a few years back when they first came out with their SDK was really when we saw the explosion of app development. And um, what that means is it's a basic little kit that you can build a framework around an application. It's got all of the, the, the capabilities, the basic capabilities for an app to run on a device. And um, what we're now seeing is a lot of the vendors in the marketplace that we've used for online security capabilities are now developing mobile versions uh, within an SDK that we can quickly and easily plug into our mobile app. So again, it's getting a consistent experience, not only for the consumer, but also from the bank side, we're able to monitor um, sessions with our customers um, just like we do in um, online. Now we, um, we can do the same thing in mobile. We're, we're not getting out of balance between the channels.
0: And I wanted to ask a little bit about the mobile platforms themselves. Currently, Bank of America offers mobile banking for iPhone, the the iPod Touch, the iPad, Google Android, Android tablet, the Kindle Fire, BlackBerry, and even the Windows phone. Is there ever a question, Keith, about the security of one platform or device over another?
1: Speaking from the the Bank of America app perspective, we don't necessarily um, have any concerns because, again, it's basically the same app developed just for a different platform. However, we do have concerns um, as it relates to the operating systems themselves, more likely to encounter malware if you're on Android versus other platforms. One of the reasons that we're seeing that is the Android platform was purposely built as an open platform, which in theory would spur on innovation, but it's obviously spurred on the innovation of the fraudsters as well. Uh, it's been basically a nit on on the other platforms. And, and also that kind of goes along with the market penetration too, where um, the Android platform is as equal to the the, um, Apple platform.
0: And so, Keith, does Bank of America worry about the security of source code or the fact that some devices are targeted by malware more often than others? I mean, what control can you have there?
1: You know, it goes back to the adage that my dad always used to tell me, control what you can control. And and in in this case, I can control the security of our app. I can control how we're using data on that phone and ensure that our customer's data is not uh, at any point exposed to the operating system. So again, it's really, it's in its own little self contained bubble. You know, from a code perspective, you know, we have hardened our code to where even if fraudsters were able to get a hold of it, they couldn't reverse engineer it uh, or understand how the code works to find any gaps in the process. You know, malware is definitely one of those things that we have to keep um, abreast on. And when I say it that way, I mean, on a daily basis, we're looking at what malware is in the marketplace today and ensuring that, you know, we have the correct controls in place within our app to keep our customers uh, secured and protected.
0: I'm glad that you brought up reverse engineering because that was actually something that I wanted to ask about. What steps is B of A taking to add additional security to prevent reverse engineering of some of these downloadable mobile applications?
1: Yeah, it really gets down to a couple basic elements. And one is how are you developing the code itself and what layers of protection are you putting within that code? And then how is the, the code packaged before it's sent to an app store? And in all cases, I'm um, not able to, to, to share some of our you know, secrets in our black box, but I, I can say that you know, we are absolutely putting a level of diligence around our code to protect it because you know, we consider that an asset to the bank, intellectual property. And we want to protect it just like we would anything else. But at the same time, it, it it absolutely protects our customers.
0: Now, B of A recently announced that its number of mobile banking users exceeds 10 million, an increase of nearly 3 million users in the last 12 months. What increased risks, Keith, does B of A face as its pool of mobile banking users continues to grow?
1: The, the primary risk is not necessarily about what we're providing, but just continues to be about the mobile banking platform itself, and that the fraudsters are continuing to spend a, a lot of their time focusing on that mobile platform and looking for ways to, to interject or to compromise the, the customer device. Just like they do PCs today, they're looking for new and creative ways. And you know, there, there's things that we have to continue to educate our customers about. You know, we've been a, a strong proponent of of online security, and, you know, we're now evolving to how can we continue to educate our customers about mobile security. You know, there's there's things out there called malvertising, smishing, you know, compromised QR codes, things that, you know, you say those terms and customers may not know what you're talking about, but these are the the new distribution methods that the fraudsters are using in the, in the increasingly complex um, mobile threat space
0: and I wanted to ask about customer education specifically because we often talk about the end user being the most vulnerable or the weakest leak in the security chain. What is B of A doing to help secure that one part that it doesn't control, which is the user, the customer?
1: Right. Um, it, it, it is con- increasing, in one of the challenges in that we haven't seen, you know, like today in your, in your PC, there's, you know, one of 50 different, like, antivirus, Tools that are out there for you to go install on your PC. We've got a relationship with McAfee. We're offering that to our customers. There's another for um, anti-malware. You know, there's again, there's a few that are out there for the for the PC. We're offering Trusteer to our customers. But mobile has been slow to to migrate just because of the way the mobile platform works. We have just just recently engaged to offer a a mobile version of McAfee to our customers. It is literally late-breaking. Um, we'll be coming to a store near you shortly type thing, uh, but we'll be offering it through our um, bankofamerica.com portal very shortly. But we're continuing to push our partners to continuing to evolve the capabilities that they're offering um, specifically for the mobile platform to help secure it even further.
0: And then before we close, Keith, what advice could you offer other institutions as the number of their mobile users continues to grow and they struggle to balance security with customer convenience?
1: You know, I think the the one thing is that it is definitely a balance. And if you go too far on trying to please the customer experience and you lose sight of some of the controls that keep the security in balance, you know, the potential for increased fraud is going to be there. But you go the other way and you put too much security control in place that makes it too onerous for that customer, then you're going to see um, a migration away from, uh, from that platform. And I think that's where we've done a really good job of balancing that and seeing that continued phenomenal growth of our customers adopting the mobile platform.
0: Keith, I want to thank you for your time today.
1: Absolutely. Glad I could do it.
0: Again, we've just heard from Keith Gordon of Bank of America. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.